Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations. South at 4501 South Congress. North at 8808 Research Boulevard. And New Northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These Casa friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at Casa at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV, and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. Stay tuned right now for the three love ladies, Terry Brinkater, Kathy Enderbrock, and Evelyn Davison. It's time for Love Talk. Thank you, John. This is Evelyn Davison in the studio today with my sweet love ladies. This is Kathy Enderbrock joining you girls today. So happy to be here. And I am Carrie Brinkater. Hello, ladies. Great to be here today. You know, at my stage of life, I'm happy to be anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of like George Burns. Uh, if I'd known I was going to live this long, I'd have taken better care of my hair. <laughs> uh, and I'm beginning to think that it might be a good idea to... Um, uh, just wear hats all the time, not worry about it. But I tell we you are. what, Miss Evelyn, if I look as good as you and I'm 85, I will be skipping in the street. Holy cow. You're amazing. I, I agree. And, you know, you always have great Texas hair. And I always remember this thing that Beth Moore told us at this conference one time. She goes, well, it is no surprise that humility and humidity are only <laughs> are one letter off. So funny. Because, you know, I can spend the time and do my beautiful hair and I go out into the Texas humidity and gone. Gone are all the curls. Gone are all the lift. So I, I'm not good with Texas hair because I don't have that natural body that yeah. a lot of these gorgeous Texas women have. Well, so. You know, I, this brings up a memory. I, when Van and I were first married, he was in the Navy, and we lived in San Diego, California. And that is a very temperate uh, uh, climate. You know, it's just the same just about all year long. And 
when he finally um, put in his term during the Korean War and we came back to East Texas over to Lufkin, um, the humidity was so bad. We In those days, we wore uh, mm, garter belts and hose. Wow. Garter belts and hose, not pantyhose, garter belts. <sighs> and we would, and I was, uh, I was pregnant. And I tell you, we would, I had to put a towel in our car, no air conditioning. Uh, we had a 52 Plymouth, and I'd had to put a towel in there to sit on because I would sweat so much. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and my hair. I always had naturally curly hair. I, I, it's not that way anymore now. but And it would just be all over my head. And you know, I thought, I, I am not going to live another month. It's going to be all there is. <laughs> I am so glad we are past the days of pantyhose. Oh, okay, I remember when I was in college and I was working, we were doing large pro- property openings. I was going to school in Las Vegas, Nevada, and it would get to like 114 degrees over the oh. summer. Well, as part of the, you know, the special events crew, the opening crew, it was your uniform was a skirt with pantyhose, yes. heels, and a, a shirt, a long sleeve shirt, and then a long sleeve jacket. Oh. And I was driving a 1969 Toyota Celica with no air oh, conditioning in and Las Vegas. In Las Vegas, in 114 degrees, and I mean, literally, it you wasn't even worth opening the window because it was like a hot fan <laughs> just blowing on you. Oh my gosh, it was miserable those days. I'm so happy for air conditioning. Well, we we say all this because we have people around the world today that are listening to us uh, here on KTXW, the bridge, and um, life is different today than it was. 50 years ago. It is. Uh, just recently this summer, Van and I celebrated our 65th wedding anniversary. Congratulations. That is so, so incredible. Wow. And it is so different today from the way it was when we started. Mm-hmm. You know, we just didn't know what was ahead of us, you know, what life would be like. Uh, during That was during the Korean War. And, and today, uh, you know, even as we move into this election season, uh, we still have that same feeling. You know, what's it going to be like tomorrow? And what what is the answer for that? Well, the answer for that is knowing that God loves us and That's that he right. has a plan for our life. You know, there's mm-hmm. always going to be these things added to our lives, like air conditioning that are wonderful. There's always and some things added that aren't so wonderful, and there's also going to be things that are taken away. But we need that constant to anchor us and give us the right perspective mm-hmm. on You know, everyone talks about change. I remember Obama talked about change, but the kind of change he had was horrible Mm -hmm. for our nation. And so I think when we know Christ and and we have a relationship with him and we're in his word, we have that perspective so we can see what change is healthy and what change is not healthy. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, this is a great segue, ladies, into our discussion today on Jesus, the Master Love Leader. Because um, I think so many times we are paralyzed with what is to come, right? We just are so afraid. In fact, I just got back from a youth trip. I was a chaperone on a youth trip this week. Oh, my star. <laughs> it was awesome. It was really, really Where fun. Where did you go? Well, you know, you know, this trip, Miss Evelyn, the kids did not know anything when they left. It was called the mystery trip. And the whole trip for them was a mystery. We ended up tubing on the river in New Braunfels. Then we went down to San Antonio, went to the Alamo. Then we went to Corpus Christi. And we played on the beach, went to a water park. We did all 
at all kinds of, oh, we went to the Texas State Aquarium. It was phenomenal. Phenomenal. But the whole point of the trip was to participate, not anticipate. Mm. Isn't that what we always do? And that's that's what we've been doing. And that's that's just exactly what you're talking about. We don't know what's ahead. And we we so many times lead our lives with this, oh, gosh, what's around the corner? What's around the corner? What's around the corner? Instead of sitting back and relaxing in God's glorious grace and what we have now, right, the right now. And so, you know, I, I as I started thinking about this and, I, and, and going on this trip, I found myself not knowing at times what we were doing because they didn't tell us sometimes what we were doing. And um, I was just following in the bus. I was just the bus driver. And, I, you know, I didn't necessarily know where we were going or what we were doing. And for me, that's stressful because I'm a planner. Yes. I mean, I'm a planner. I am too. And so I, I just I found myself going, okay, this is great. This is so fun. I don't have to worry about anything, you know. And that's exactly what Jesus wants us to do as well is to participate, not anticipate. Kathy, have you ever had a time in your life where you were literally paralyzed because you were filled with dread or joy or sorrow or, or some other you know emotion that just caused you to be paralyzed and not be able to enjoy the moment well i mean i will tell you one of my strengths is that i tend to work very well under pressure and work work very well so i mean there have been times when eric has stuck knives through his hand and clipped arteries there have been times (laughs) that you know where people have been unconscious in front of me and for whatever reason I, i don't stop functioning my my brain the way that god has wired me but I mean, I I will tell you at, you know, at my wedding day when I'm standing in front of my husband and or my to be husband, because we hadn't been pronounced man and a wife at that time. There was this moment when I thought this is all happening like this is I'm about to say a few words and it is, you know, everything that has culminated to this moment is now in this moment, this moment will never come again. And so there was that, you know, that kind of pause when you hear the pastor <clears throat> clearing his throat and repeating himself that <laughs> <laughs> so you go, okay, I'm, I got to engage back in, you know, you, you have that, that mind pause and that realization of the moment. And, um, but so, I mean, just incredible, just feeling of elation and wow, and this is the moment when my life changes forever. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I remember a time uh, my husband's mother passed away about six years ago. And before she passed away, the year in the year leading up to uh, her death, she she was sick, but we didn't know what was wrong with her. Mm. And she went to every doctor known to man, the gastroenterologist, that one, the <laughs> cardiologist, you know, the general practitioner, the ear, nose, and throat, the internalist. I mean, every doctor you can literally imagine she had been to see. And um, she ended up living with my husband and I and our children for for several months um, in the time that she was really sick. And, again, we didn't know what was going on. And I remember one night sitting on a couch 
and just kind of thinking, we don't know what's next and we don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And we were almost, you know, paralyzed with the point of like, how did we help her? Because we knew she was in significant pain and we knew that that we just didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And it was this kind of sinking feeling, you know, and um, we just all came back around to, you know what, she's here, she's with us, at least at least we're getting to have this time mm-hmm. together. And that's what kind of brought us all back around. But, you know, participating in life whenever you don't know what's around the corner for many is very, very paralyzing. And it can be at certain times in our lives. And for Kathy, it was a time of great joy when she was you know, <laughs> almost paralyzed with this realization that life it as I, temporary. yeah, and, and and I get this new life now. And for for me and my husband, it was this it was this situation where we were we were almost afraid, and, and we we just didn't know mm-hmm. what was next around the corner. And so, as we start talking today, we're, we're in our series of love, talking about Jesus, the Master Love Leader. And this is our third of three series. I hope you've been able to catch the other two. Um, we've talked about how Jesus love talks with us and how he's how he was actively involved with physical healing, performing miracles and giving of his times and of his time and talents, how he love talks with us through being a teacher, being a truth teller and and showing us a vision for our future. And today we're talking about how Jesus actively love walks with us, participating daily in our lives, participating daily in our lives. When we return from our break today, we are going to talk about how Jesus loved walk with us by being bold and brave. Miss wow. Evelyn, bold and brave. Wow. So when we return, we will look at how Jesus leads us in that and how he wants us to be bold and brave as we walk with him each day. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com Let's get back with the three love ladies, Carrie Brinkater, Kathy Enderbrock, and Evelyn Davison. You're listening to Love Talk right here on The Bridge. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk 1120, The Bridge. We are so thankful that you have joined us today as we talk about Jesus, the master love leader. I am Coach Carrie Brinkater. I'm here in studio with the love ladies, Kathy Indebrock, and the love lady herself, Miss Evelyn Davison. Jesus' love walked with us by being bold and brave. And being bold and brave, let's let's kind of, I guess, define that. You know, in today's terms, I would define that as standing up for what is right. Mm-hmm. That's being bold and brave. And it's so, you know, as I look at my children and I just, 
I want to mold them and give them nuggets of truth each day. And one of those is to be bold and be brave for standing up for what is right, whether it's in dealing with the new kid, you know, and introducing themselves or, you know, standing up to that person that's not treating people well or just defending their faith, defending their faith. Jesus did this so many times in his earthly, earthly life. I love my kids are around 12 years old, both of them, one 12-year-old, one 11-year-old. And I think about Jesus in the temple in the when temple. he was 12, right? And he's <clears throat> sitting there. Um, you can find this passage of Scripture in Luke 12, verses 41 through 47. It talks about Jesus being in the temple. He stayed in the temple, and he was with the teachers um, who taught Mosaic Law, who taught all the traditions of the Jewish faith. And Jesus was there asking them questions. Mm -hmm. And I bet it wasn't simple little questions, Kathy, right? I bet it was very thought-provoking, well-thought-out questions that most 12-year-olds weren't even thinking about. Well, I mean, you had to know that that, that was the case because, uh, you know, leaders and rabbis are not going to sit around spending a lot of time with a 12-year-old. Really, I mean, I, I was <laughs> raised with the Orthodox Jewish grandmother and, and children really were not meant to be seen or heard. Really? And so unless there was, you know... Unless that child had been brought in and committed and given to the like temple, Samuel. like yeah. Samuel was, exactly, you know, really the rabbis were not going to place the priority unless it was maybe also a young scribe who was being raised up mm -hmm. for temple service. Well, Jesus had not been mm -hmm. given to the temple. He was mm -hmm. not being raised up for temple service. And so the very fact that these um, these rabbis, these uh, leaders within the temple were taking the time to sit and talk with him really shows that they had to have been cap uh, captivated and mesmerized. And, and, and I mean, it does say over and over and over again in the New Testament how they were like, you know, in amazed awe. and in awe at mm -hmm. his answers. And mm -hmm. one of the things that, you know, we think of Jesus being bold and brave, and, and yet we also think of Jesus being meek and mild. And so I love the fact that you can be both. And how you are able to be both and what we see about Jesus is he knew that what he knew was the truth. Mm -hmm. And so he didn't have to go in shoving it down anyone's throats. He didn't have to go in un uncertain and, and not quite knowing what to do. He was able to be bold. He was able to be brave because he knew that the truth resided within him. He he knew God's word was the truth. And he was able to, to speak about it and question it and turn it over and, and not, you know, not be offended and not worry about being about offending others. Because he knew it was the truth. Yes. And, you know, he used the demonstration of that in so many ways. And, of course, one was as he, you know, as he began his full-time ministry, as he would heal and do some of the things that, that absolutely would have made billboards today. You, know, <laughs> you go to a wedding and you don't have anything but water and suddenly you got sweet stuff. That's a pretty good miracle. <laughs> But you know what, uh, as we followed the life of Jesus, he was bold and brave in a lot of other ways because he did address society. He addressed the issues of the day mm -hmm. that were not uh, biblical. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he didn't use that term. Uh, but 
that was what his life was like. He addressed it in ways that would bring reconciliation and bring healing and even confidence to people. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that and we were talking about being uh, being bold was when he was in the temple. Uh, he went to the temple when he was, a, you know, in his ministry, and the tables there had been corrupted with uh, with things that did not belong there, and the people had were living and producing in an area of um, of of greed, basically. Now, this is when he's an adult and he has started yes. his ministry and going yes. into the temple. Into yes. the temple. What did he do, Kathy? Well, he overturned the, the, the tables. He yes. scattered the, the money changers. He actually made a whip. He's, you know, put, he made a corded whip and just told people to get out of the temple, that this was his father's wow. house and that they had turned it into, what, a <laughs> den of thieves? It yeah. was think, righteous anger. That was righteous mm-hmm. anger. That's right. You know, mm-hmm. I think we're seeing a lot of that today as we've seen so many of the things uh, and, and we we use the term church, uh, but even in family today that have been uh, not destroyed but just diminished to an extent that it's very difficult today to stand and be bold in some cases. And we've seen that with some of the issues like with some of the gay issues with, you know, even baking cakes. Mm. You know, when there's a, someone has a really strong addiction that I do not want to contribute to this. And, and there are other ways that we do it. But, you know, when you look at it and, and you think about what it really means to turn the tables over, that's where we are right now in this nation in mm-hmm. regard to to freedom of speech, in regard to freedom for the unborn. Uh, even with the latest um, crusade that Governor Abbott has in regarding how you dispose of the remains of unborn children. Mm -hmm. These are issues that we're facing today that are probably equivalent to that that Jesus faced when he went into the temple and said, you've taken what's God's and you've warped it. Mm -hmm. You've Mm -hmm. done it. You've, You've ruined it. You are ruining it because the house is to be a house of prayer. To be a house of truth, as you said, Kathy. Mm-hmm. And so as we look at that, then there are just things in our life that we deal with today that we need to be bold about. We need to be loving, but we need to be bold. But, you know, and I think, you know, I remember back just being so afraid of um, sharing my faith with others. Like, is it the right thing to do or am I kind of... Uh, pressing and pushing what I believe on them. And and so, I, you know, I want to ask our listeners, and, and you know, I want to say really quick, a quick thank you to Rita and Alan, Jed, Lindsay, Quincy, Francine for writing into us and sharing your encouraging words. And so if you're out there listening, guys, this is what I'm asking you today. Do you feel insecure when people ask you questions about the Bible? Are you afraid that someone would make fun of you because of your beliefs? Do you have trouble sharing your faith with others? Are you afraid you won't know the right answer to give? And this is what I want to share with you. When you know the truth, and that truth has set you free, the most loving thing, the most kind thing, 
thing, the most wonderful thing you can do is to share that truth with others. And so I want you to think about what difference has the Word of God made in your life? What difference has your personal relationship with Jesus made in your life? What does he do in your heart every day when you spend time with him in prayer? Share those things. Share the verse that he gave you last time you opened that Bible this morning and and we're searching in it for a word for you today. Share that verse. Share what you know to be the truth. Share the difference that he has made in your life. So, Kathy, what you're saying is I don't have to know everything. <laughs> Who does? Right? I you know, don't. I, I'm old. <laughs> I, well, I think I, you know you feel that way so many times. I remember when I one of my coaching jobs, um, I had this gentleman who would come to my office daily just to get under my skin. Mm-hmm. Um, agnostic, no belief system at all. Really, quite believed that um, my faith was all a joke and a crutch and I mean so many other things and he was very smart I mean very very smart and I found myself many times intimidated you know as he come, as I'd see him coming I would just go oh, oh okay <laughs> right like okay Lord give me some strength give me something witty to say give me something you know help me to be able to formulate words that will be intelligent and that I can just show him that I'm just going to love him where he is. And I think that was something that really baffled him because I never turned him away. I never said, I don't have time for you or please don't do this. You know, I just said, okay, all right, what you got for me today? You know, or, <laughs> you know, how are you doing today? And I made sure I, I, I was personal with him. And um, we, we, we formed a friendship of sorts. Um you know, I guess just because we got to the point where he respected what I mm-hmm. said um, and didn't he didn't try to, I guess, debunk me mm-hmm. any longer. You know, it got to the point where we could have conversations mm-hmm. and he was never combative, but it was always um, a little disconcerting. Right. But I think the Lord taught me in that time that I don't have to have all the answers. Mm-hmm. And in Proverbs 28, 1, it says the righteous are as bold as lions. And that was always something that gave me great peace and great hope. Well, you know, we are talking today about being a master love leader and how the Lord Jesus walked uh, on this earth being bold and serving and brave, and being brave because uh, it, it was a time when um, things were not as good as they uh, should have been. And that's kind of like what we're living in today. Stay with us. We're going to come back. We're going to be talking more about what it is to be a master love leader right after this. Mm-hmm. Daily hope, daily healing, daily talk and information. Today's Christian Talk 1120, The Bridge. Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson 
and is packed with news and information about the good things that are happening. With a healthy dose of hope, happiness, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed free throughout Central Texas at hundreds of locations, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, churches, and other locations. And did we say the Good News Journal is free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call Good News Journal at 249-6535. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These CASA friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV, and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. Let's return now to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison, Kathy Enderbrock, and Carrie Brinkader. And welcome back to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison, Kathy Enderbrock, and Coach Carrie Brinkader. Friends, we are talking today about Jesus, the master love leader. And we opened our segment talking about being bold and brave. 1 Peter 3.15 says, But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. All right. That is going to nail that down for Bold and Brave. And we're going to talk about Jesus, the master love leader. And his the second principle we're looking at today is that he was a freedom fighter and a peacemaker. <laughs> now, that's oh, really oh, contradictory yeah. here. Okay, now he Carrie, wants to do fighter. You want to do fighter and I'll yeah. do peacemaker. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Okay, <laughs> now, so I know we're anchoring this down with um, this beautiful verse in Matthew 5, uh, verse 43. And um, friends, Matthew, that's the very first book of your New Testament. Uh, you can flip over there to chapter 5. Look at verse 43, and, and here's what Jesus said. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But this is what I tell you. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Okay, Carrie, mm. Evelyn, how does Freedom Fighter and Peacemaker mm. even begin to describe the same person, Jesus? I know, right? It, 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 it sounds contradictory, but here's the deal. 
in order for Jesus to be a peacemaker, he had to be a freedom fighter first. He loved walk this journey with us, and he expects us to love walk the journey as well. And what I mean by that is Jesus had to come and put flesh on in order to set us free from our sins. When we typically think of freedom fighter, we think of revolutionaries, right? People who are kind of going against the grain, trying to overthrow a, you know, some type of government that's oppressive, you know, that's what we typically think, or maybe we think, maybe some of you think of Star Wars. I know my family probably does, right? (laughs) Okay, so, like, you, you think of these revolutionaries. That's what Jesus was. He was completely different from anybody else who had walked the planet John the Baptist, his cousin, came to kind of put, put a bug in people's ear, right? But he, he was different. And in Michael L. Brown's book, Revolution, Jesus' Call to Change the World, he says, in terms of being freedom fighters, believers in Jesus are freedom fighters in the truest sense of the word, fighting the most real, long-lasting battle of all for the most real long-lasting freedom of all. So I I count it all joy to be called a freedom fighter. Uh, you know, we, we look at Jesus, and he was and is fighting for our spiritual freedom, Miss Evelyn. He's fighting for our spiritual freedom. Um, and I love that I can be a revolutionary. Well, we have to be both. You know, we have to be... Uh, on guard, reporting for active duty, fighting the battles that, are, that come against us as a nation, as families, uh, even as wives sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got to be ready to do the battle because the scriptures say, the Old Testament says, the battle is the Lord's. Mm-hmm. But we are the warriors. We're the ones that are freedom fighters. That's why it's so important during this season when we have the opportunity in this nation to choose our leaders, mm-hmm. we've got to know what a good leader is. And Jesus is the master love leader. And he dealt with both of these. He was a freedom fighter, but he was also the peacemaker. And I think a good illustration of that was recently, and, and this is a little bit political, we don't normally get political, was uh, during the Republican convention uh, before, you know, we have the, uh, the election. Mm-hmm. And... Um, uh, the last one of the last speakers was Ted Cruz, and Ted had had a great battle with uh, Mr. Crump over some things that Mr. Crump had said about his wife and about his dad. And instead of closing uh, his um, address, and it was really uh, it was very uh, a powerful thing for uh, for Crump to ask Ted Cruz to do that. Uh, he he closed it with some bitterness and. Uh, it left a, uh, a, a war attitude of over that audience. They booed him, and it was a shock to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes we get these two things mixed up between being a peacemaker and being a warrior. And to be a peacemaker, what we have to do is when we are mistreated, and we use that scripture, when people mistreat us or despitefully use us, then we are to pray we're to seek God's direction, and we are to make amends for those. That's what a peacemaker does. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy sometimes, 
but what you have to do is you have to go. And what I would suggest, and I did do that in an email, <laughs> that Mr. Cruz go in some way connect with Mr. Crump and say, I have a spirit of bitterness in my heart, and I ask forgiveness for the Lord to, you know, forgive me for that. And I want to ask forgiveness from you. Because that's what a peacemaker does. You know, this is a good point, because a peacemaker is a leader. A peacemaker is not someone who everyone walks all over, and they just try and ignore it. I mean, the peacemaker is someone who says, that was wrong. And 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 uh, rather than become bitter and ugly, I'm I'm gonna forgive that wrong because you know I know how much Christ has forgiven me. When you know yes. how much Christ has forgiven you, it is easier to forgive others. I agree, Evelyn. I would love to have seen Senator Cruz step up there and just acknowledge it. Say, all right, um, all right. Uh, Donald. Donald. Okay, Donald. Don. DT, I call him. (laughs) DT. DT. He says, all right, DT, I was not, I I did not want to come and endorse you because I was really upset what you said about my wife and what you said about my my daddy. But I know how many people in this nation have felt wronged, and I know what forgiveness can accomplish, and I want to be the first person to forgive, and I'm doing yes. it publicly, and I would like our nation also to then uh, yes. be willing to forgive where you have been wronged. Because what we need is unity in this nation. Mm-hmm. We don't need bitterness. There's enough of that. I would have loved to have seen Senator Cruz step up as a leader and mm-hmm. leading out rather than, like you said, holding on to that bitter spirit and putting that up there as an example. That's not the example we need. Well, I wholeheartedly agree. A peacemaker is not a doormat. Mm-hmm. You know, many times when you find somebody who's meek in spirit, um, people perceive them as being a doormat. Or That's a coward. A, or a coward. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is exactly the opposite of a peacemaker. A peacemaker is, in fact, somebody who is incredibly bold um, to set forth and go, you know what, we're, we're going we're gonna to resolve this and we're going to come to some sort of agreement. Peace, peace is not necessarily the absence of conflict. It's just, it's just being in harmony with one another so as to move ahead in a way that or to look ahead in a way so that you can move ahead. Mm-hmm. Because it, it almost seems as if Senator Cruz is kind of s- stuck in the past and not looking ahead at the future. And so I, I hated to see that as well. But as, as we go back to talking about Jesus's example of being a peacemaker, you know, there are several different ways we can define peace. It's not the absence of conflict. Um, it's not necessarily being a political pacifist. Right. How I kind of wanted to define it today was in regards to our relationship with God. The Lord Jesus. And um, man lacks peace with God because of original sin. You know, unfortunately, it all goes back to the garden and we lack that peace because of that original sin. I love what Romans 5 verses 9 through 11 says in the message. Now, friends, um, there's many, many different uh, translations of the Bible. One that kind of speaks in, in clear sentences and kind of breaks things down to maybe how we would talk today is the message. And a lot of times I like to go to that just to 
look and see um, how, how, how it states certain verses. And so hang with me here as I read Romans 5, verses 9 through 11. Now that we are set right with God by means of this sacrificial death, that's Jesus' death, the consummate blood sacrifice, there is no longer a question of being at odds with God in any way. If, when we were at our worst, we were put on friendly terms with God because he died for us, now that we're at our best, just think of how our lives will expand and deepen by means of his resurrection life. Now that we have actually received this amazing friendship with God, we are no longer content to simply say it in plodding prose. We sing and shout our praises to God through Jesus the Messiah. I love this. Yes. Miss Evelyn is saying that Jesus paid the price for us. He was the ultimate peacemaker. He fought for that peace. He fought against the Romans. He fought against, you know, people tried to stone him. He was fighting for our freedoms, and then all of a sudden, he made this ultimate sacrifice so that our relationship with him could be perfect mm-hmm. and could be peaceful. And, you know, I like the fact that no one can steal your peace. You have to be willing oh, to yes. give it up. Yes. And, you know, I think so many people can say, well, that person wronged me, and I didn't deserve that. Okay, but it was your choice to become bitter over it. And so, you know, I think that there have been times when I've really had to examine in my own heart, you know, especially growing up with seven brothers and sisters, (laughs) there's a lot of opportunity to become bitter. (laughs) Look, I'm just saying I had to wait till I went to college to get a car and uh, several of my other siblings got them like their freshman and sophomore year, but no bitterness there anymore. (laughs) Anymore. (laughs) Disappointment. (laughs) You know, when you look at it from that point of view, um, the the peace of the Savior is what makes us who we are in a world that is at war with each other. And the thing that uh, we get so excited about is what you said about joy. We know, we read the end of the book, and we know what the end of the book says, mm-hmm. that we will be ultimate victors. When we come back, we want to talk about how it is that you walk it out in life. Jesus was a master love leader. He walked everywhere he went. Everywhere he went, he walked. And except for on, on Palm Sunday, he rode a donkey. Mm. Mm. He rode a donkey. Right after this, stay with us for Love Talk. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations. South at 4501 South Congress. North at 8808 Research Boulevard. And New Northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. Let's get back with the three love ladies, Carrie Brinkater, Kathy Enderbrock, and Evelyn Davison. You're listening to Love Talk right here on The Bridge. And welcome back, friends. This is Kathy Endebrock on Love Talk, Love Walk, The Bridge, KTXW, 1120 AM. And we are love talking today about Jesus, the master love leader. We have looked at Jesus. He led out by being brave and bold. He led out by being our freedom fighter and our peacemaker. And Evelyn, Jesus, now we're going to talk about this in our last segment, that he love walked. And love walks 
today、mm-hmm. with us by leading us to joy. You know that is so exciting to think about. If you just stop and just think for a little bit, He is leading us. We're not out here in the river of life, just drowning, going without direction, not knowing up from down. But as He leads us, He leads us with joy. And you know what joy means? Jesus over you.、Mm. We we will never get so far from Him that He will not be involved in our lives. He is over every detail of our life as we trust Him and follow Him. And in John fifteen eleven, it said, "These things I have spoken to you." This is Jesus talking. He said, "I want to remind you about something. My joy may remain in you; will remain in you, that your joy may be full." What is it, Kathy, to have a fullness of joy? Well, I will tell you, it is not the same as having happiness. That、mm-hmm. is, that is fleeting. Joy is something, and I, I that bubbles up like a spring, and and it's not coming to mind. But I believe there is a psalm that that expresses it that way. That it just bubbles up within us to overflow, and、um, it always joy points us to Christ, whether it is founded in His love, in the hope we have for Him, or in the right perspective of, of eternity that He has always overcome the world, even when the world seems、mm-hmm. so difficult and ready to beat us up. Christ is always overcoming the world. And Carrie, help us to understand this from your perspective. Well, I I love the way that、um, joy. You're right. It, it's not the same as happiness. Happiness comes and goes, just like it, it, just like sorrow. You know, that's an emotion. What Jesus says in it, well, let's let's just look at it from even before Jesus was born. In Mary's song, Mary has a song that she's singing in Luke one. It is beautiful,、um, and she's singing about how her spirit rejoices in God, her Savior. She was so happy to be carrying Jesus, and she's singing about it with this song of joy. And John, when、um, when Mary goes to tell her cousin Elizabeth that she's pregnant. Um, Elizabeth is pregnant with John,、mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and she does a flip flop. <laughs> and John flips in her belly when he hears Mary's voice. He leaped for joy、oh、in his mother's womb, right? That was in Luke one forty four. When when angels announced Jesus's birth, they said, "Good tidings of great joy,、mm-hmm. of great joy, because of its supernatural origin." The joy of the Lord, this gladness in our heart, is present even through trials of life, and I think that's that's what we have to always go back to: is the joy of the Lord doesn't come and go with the trials and the and the tribulations that we go through. The joy of the Lord is constant; it's always with us; it's eternal. And it, and it never leaves. And I mean, I, I think that we can really know that with assurance. You know, even、uh, Peter. And I mean, all of Jesus'、mm-hmm. disciples, w- with the exception of John,、uh, were were killed, were murdered because of their belief. They would not recant.、Right. They would not say, "Okay, I didn't see him." To the death, they were proclaiming Christ's name 
asking for forgiveness for those who were persecuting them and preaching the good news that Christ died for your sins, that he is the one, the son of God, and that he did raise from the dead, which, you know, that was the deal breaker. People were happy mm-hmm. to have Jesus die, but they did not want these disciples uh, proclaiming that he had, in fact, risen. And hundreds and hundreds of people saw it, but his disciples died proclaiming it. And First Peter says, in Christ, the believer is, quote, filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. And now I want to I want to just um look at what is the one thing that Christ said we would be filled with. He had to go, mm-hmm. but he was going to send someone that was going to fill us. It was the joy. It was it was joy, the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And when the Holy Spirit comes, he fills us with this joy. And you know, I want to share something with our listening friends that I had kind of really gotten messed up. You know how we can take an app and we personalize the app? And, we, you know, it asks our age. And, and it on our, on our iPads, we can say how bright we want it or what color we want it in and all like this. Well, we talked about really making Christ our personal Lord and Savior. And I just want to say that is th- making Christ your personal Lord and Savior, that is acknowledging that you have a personal relationship with him. That is acknowledging that he is the son of God, that he did die on the cross, that he did die, that he he is sending his Holy Spirit to those who confess him and believe in him. What making a personal relationship with Christ is not doing is changing Christ somehow to fit your own perspective or your own version of what God should look like. So, friends, if, if you are listening and you're saying, hey, I don't I don't have that joy. I don't feel a bold and brave. I don't I don't feel the peace. I don't know how to be a freedom fighter. I want you to commit that you will pursue Jesus in his word and learn who he is and who he says he is and not try and change him and make him your own version of who you think he should be. That personally for me, that that was a game-changing realization that, you know, I really had said, well, this I'm going to believe and this I'm not going to believe, and I think Jesus really should be like this and not like this. And I did not accept him for who he truly is. I accepted him for who I wanted him to be. Mm -hmm. And when I accepted Christ for who he truly is and received his Holy Spirit, that was when I started really growing in that relationship with God. You know, when you look at it from that point of view, uh, growth is what brings joy. Mm, Right. It, it does not come when you bury your feelings. It doesn't come when you blame others for your heartache uh, or go out and um, take someone else's life because yours is not good. Mm-hmm. There's just so many things in our nation today as we look at these things that there's there, it's very difficult to see joy. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think a lot of people think that worldly things will bring them joy Mm -hmm. you know if i just if i just had that better job if i just um had that perfect if my husband would just do this and this and this then (laughs) then that would bring me joy if um i had a little bit more money if i had that car you know we, we think of these worldly things bringing us joy and to unbelievers you know joy that they see in christians is really inexplicable and it's it's something that 
it's hard to describe or, or even fathom. But just as Kathy was saying, that for those that, that don't possess it, it, it's it's hard to see it. It's hard to think that you can have it. But for the believer in the Christ, in Christ, the joy of the Lord comes naturally. It's something that Jesus just bestows on you. And he says, you don't need that better car, that better house, that better spouse, that, you know, <laughs> you, you don't you don't need those things. The joy comes from me. Right. My joy. I, my, it's my joy. I gave it to you. It, you know, I, lo- I love that's what he says. He does not say joy like mine. He says my joy. It's not like this, something something that resembles this joy. No, it is my joy that I am giving to you. Our joy comes from Jesus. It does. You know, uh, in Romans 5, 1, um, Paul teaches us, therefore, since we've been justified through faith, and that comes when we come to the point that we receive the Lord Jesus, we receive his joy, the very presence of the Holy Spirit, we have peace with God through Jesus Christ. Through Christ Jesus, we can have a relationship and peace with the Father. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because of Jesus' death on our behalf, we will never be condemned for our sins. Finally, we have this precious promise of God from his, from his heart. You know, when you look at that, and we, and we all have those things that we're disappointed about in life. We all have those things that weigh us down, burden us. And that's part of what comes from a living in a world like we live in today, Kathy. But the most important thing is we must remember what we said earlier, that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He came that we might know that we can be reconciled to him and live in a world where it's turning upside down. Mm-hmm. You're seeing things that I've never seen in my lifetime, that we would be just so burdened with the heartache and the misery of where we are, that we would forget that we, there is something better coming. Mm-hmm. There's something better coming. And that coming is, Jesus said, I promise you, I will come again and do what? Receive you unto myself. If we get so burdened and we get so so bitter sometimes or disappointed, we have to stop and remember, Jesus does give us peace. He has promised he will return. And all these things will be nothing, will be nothing in his hands as we, as we face him. It's been a great day today, girls. Oh, since my we goodness, have talked ladies. about Jesus is bold and brave. He's a freedom fighter and a peacemaker. And he brings us something that we cannot get on our own. And, and it's something that we can give away. And that's the joy. And knowing him and loving him. Pray you have a good week. You give us a call on the love line at 512-249-6535. Or go to our website, Kathy. And that is lovetalknetwork.com. Come see us on Facebook, Love Talk Radio. Like us. And you can always see uh, what next week's show is going to be on our page there. Well, it's, uh, it is exciting. And, Carrie, you and I are going to be lifting all these things up in the next few weeks. Just, Kathy, you're returning up to Boise, Idaho. I am. I am. I'm, you know, girls are going to be getting in school, and we're going to be rolling there for another year. Um, I'll be calling in via Skype. And looking forward to talking with you guys at that time. Well, we are excited about uh, what's coming ahead. And, and I would say to you today, I hope that you'll get excited. 
about the joy that can only come from the Lord Jesus because he's got a bucket full. And if you put your bucket out every morning, he'll fill it with mercy and grace. Have a great week as you love walk and love talk with Jesus. Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000-square-foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as Jennertown. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest-growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. Well, we're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Reclue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville and come see us.